Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke real and you can tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way as you may have realized i watch a lot of sports that's why i like prime video it has all my sports in one app like the national women's soccer league included with prime plus you can buy premier boxing or stream the nhl and nba playoffs on max with the bleacher report sports add-on or add paramount plus for the masters on cbs prime video it's all your favorite sports in one place Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I love this prop bet on DraftKings where you have a quarterback who throws for more yards in a game than the longest drive by Bryson DeChambeau this week at Augusta. I would go with the quarterback because I got 32, well, not 32 because not everybody's playing this weekend, but I have, what, 28 chances 30 chances to uh, have somebody throw for 450 yards. Might be that. Might take that because I think Bryson DeChambeau is going to have a drive of probably 420 yards coming up this week at Augusta. Depends on the conditions, too, because it's been raining down there. This program is brought to you by the great folks at Peacock. Celebrate the 2020 E-People's Choice Awards, live performances, big celebrities, game changers, uh, LeBron James, Russell Wilson, uh, Serena Williams, uh, Simone Biles, Bubba Wallace, uh, Sabrina Ionescu. The E People's Choice Awards live, hosted by Demi Lovato, Sunday on E. Poll question for the final hour, McLovin, is Who would you, if you could only watch one, Bryson DeChambeau or Tiger Woods? Surprising, 68% still say Tiger. Okay. I would watch Bryson. I've seen what Tiger can do. Bryson at Augusta, this new and improved Bryson. I'm really curious about this. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock, and also great radio affiliates around the world, and uh, those joining us via chat row, moderated by Tyler, the moderator. Operator, standing by, his name is Marvin. You want to dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Missouri, Georgia postponed coming up this weekend. 
Alabama and LSU have games scheduled for every other Saturday up until the SEC title game. The SEC championship game is December 19th. The Saturday after that extra week is now including Florida and LSU. And it's worth worth noting that Alabama and Florida on track to meet in Atlanta. That's Saturday before Christmas. Um, The Gators aren't going to love the idea of having to play a rival like LSU a week before they face Alabama especially if Alabama is idle. But there's a lot of football left to be played or a lot of football that's scheduled to be played and trying to get all these games in. I don't think the SEC gets all their games in and you might have somebody playing in the SEC title game that has one game less. Uh, Certainly going to happen in the other conferences as well. But if you compare the SEC to the other conferences, they're in pretty good shape right now because they built in the possibility of a postponement. Wisconsin's 1-0. It's mid-November, Wisconsin's 1-0. And they're ranked in the top 15. And they have a game against Michigan. Pac-12, you got no shot. Got no shot. Unless there were eight teams in a playoff, that'd be the only way you could get somebody in. Not that that's their ultimate goal, but you want to be relevant. And the Pac-12 is not going to be relevant this year. Get some phone calls in here. Dave in Indiana. Hi, Dave. What's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. How's it going? Good, sir. Good. Happy Veterans Day to all my fellow vets. Um, I have a question about the the, uh, college playoffs. Um, Actually, what I wanted to know is when Nebraska had their problem early in the year, they were trying to broker a game with South Alabama or UAB or someone. Can, Can other schools do that? Or I was specifically thinking about Liberty and Coastal Carolina getting shut out of it completely. Could they, at the end of their season, say, well, why don't we just get together and play our own little mini bowl game? Yeah, as long as your conference will give you the green light. The Big Ten said to Nebraska, don't do it. And Nebraska still tried to do it. And that's why, from what I was told, they got punished when the schedule came out. Oh, you want to go rogue on us? How about you start the season in Columbus against Ohio State? Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Missouri, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Auburn, Mississippi State. Those games postponed this weekend. Uh, James in Ohio. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? How's it going, DP? Hey, James. Long-time listener, first-time first caller. Six foot, a slender 190. <phone rings> DP, I've been listening to you for a while. I just want to know, man, I, I know you were talking about BYU earlier, but since you're an Ohio guy, have you got a chance to watch them since they Bearcats? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned Maybe Cincinnati. Yeah, I mentioned them. I'm, I'm, I mentioned them up there. I mentioned them yesterday or the day before. They're really good. That defense, that they, they are a legitimate top 10 team right now. So, yeah, I mentioned them, James. And I have a, and I have a stat of the day on them. Okay, do you want music? Yes, sir. Okay. The Bearcats' defense are number five in points allowed, number five in pass efficiency, number seven in interceptions, number 10 versus the run, and number 12 in yards allowed. You see opponents are collectively averaging 30 points a game, but scoring 11.7 versus the Cats. The Whoa. The Whoa. Of the day. Of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. 
Thank you, James. Maybe the Bearcats can uh, stay perfect like you were with your stat of the day. Cincinnati's a lot of fun to watch. Coastal Carolina is a lot of fun to watch. BYU is fun to watch this year. We're not going to get a chance to have the 18 playoff, but if you were going to do it, given what is going on in our world, our country, this would have been the year to do it. I think what would make the conference commissioners nervous is it would be successful. As strange as that may sound, and then you have to stay with it. Or at least you're going to force to then go to eight. And then when you go to eight, somebody's going to say, well, why not go to 12 or why not go to 16? I know that's the danger of this, but this year in particular, if you could have done this when you knew the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were coming back and you gave them extra incentive to say, you might not get all your games in, but you might be good enough to qualify and be the eighth school in. Yeah, McLovin. So the fear is of expanding as you'll threaten the bowl games? Yes. That's the main fear. That's, that's what... No, I'll go back to the BCS when it was just one versus two. And I remember when I would be making the argument on this show, it felt like daily. And I'd say, just go to four. The amount of money that's going to be... Then, remember, I couldn't get a coach who would come on and say, yeah, I'd love to go to four. And Pete Carroll was still at USC. And Steve Spurrier, and I said, you know, these coaches, why don't we go to four? No, we like the way the BCS is. And I go, okay. Then they go to four, and they go, man, this is great. All the coaches were like, yeah, this is great. We love Final Four. I went, okay. If we go to eight, I don't want any credit. I just want them to realize you can make more money for more schools. And it's not just these five schools, four schools, get to benefit year in and year out that you spread the wealth around in college football. You get to play in the playoffs. You get to play maybe for a chance to go to the national title game. It, we expect that with Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson. Imagine if you're at BYU. Imagine Cincinnati. Just a chance to be in a conversation would be pretty damn cool. Yeah, Paul. And if you did an eight-team uh, playoffs, the, that first round of games... Those games can be called the Orange Bowl, the you know the Citrus Bowl, the Outback Bowl, and the Rose Bowl. And the next week, it's the Sugar Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. Then it's the National Championship game. Just slap the names and the sponsors on all those games. And because those games mean more, they're not exhibition games anymore, more people will watch. But you're not going to get all... The, the, the problem I've been told is, how many games can fans go to? Because if you're going to call it the Fiesta Bowl, then it's played in Arizona. I can't call the opening round game between BYU and Alabama anything more than the opening round. The next round, maybe you could go, we're going to you know, evenly disperse this and, and change the venues here. But that's the big concern is how many games could a college fan go in normal times? And I was told that, you know, you go to a destination, you go to a bowl game, but that's only one game you're going to go to. Now you may be asking a fan base to go to two maybe three games uh, if you're going to be playing for a national title. Yeah, McLovin. Are the, is the Final Four, do they have, they have names already, right? They get the bowl games, aren't they? Isn't that semifinal game a bowl? Isn't that like the Fiesta Bowl? I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Like, but to, they've already lost all the charm of what bowl games, they don't mean anything to anybody. Like nobody knows who's in the Fiesta Bowl anymore. No, but they've... They've still tried to hold on to whatever those bowl games are and what it means to communities, you know, to cities. When you, when you have, you know, the Outback Bowl, 
Fiesta Bowl, whatever those things are. They're trying to hold on to that. I understand it. I still think you could still have bowl games, but I would love to have eight teams. Just this year. Just just this year, try it, see how it feels. The NFL is inching closer to what we thought that they might be doing, and that is they're going to have a bracket that's going to be seeded. It's going to be sort of their January madness. You know, they're going to take, you know, based off of the blueprint of March Madness, and you're going to have number one seed, number two seed. Yeah, McLovin. I was wondering, is there something unfair about if the NFL does go to this backup plan, like that teams are playing for that number one buy right now, and then that's going to come off the table? I feel like this is kind of like, kind of like the Lakers got screwed a little bit by not having home court. Like the number one seeds, say the Steelers go undefeated, then they have to play a first-round game. It feels like it's weighted against the top seeds. Well, it feels like it's a really big advantage to be the number one seed because you get that bye week and then you win one more game. You win your your first game in the playoffs and then you go to the uh, conference title game. Is that fair? You know, they worked pretty hard to get that. Yeah. I mean, but but that's been the argument of, wow, you're going to give them the opening round uh, is a bye for the number one seeds where everybody else is going to play. All right. But they, the NFL has already expanded their playoffs from six to seven teams. Now they're going to be going to maybe eight teams this year if we have any cancellations in games. The NFL is already mo- inching closer to having 16 teams in the play. Half of the teams in the NFL qualifying for the playoffs. Half the teams in hockey. Half the teams in basketball. Baseball expanded their playoffs. More than half. 16 out of 30. Yeah. College football is the only one not doing it. But not everybody was at the starting line to begin the season. And that's, that's, if they were, everybody said, we're all in. Let's do this. But let's have eight schools that get in. Give us a little more incentive to try to get through this season. I don't know if that would have helped the, the Big Ten or the Pac-12 start on time. Because you're, you're going to face this criticism now. If they had started on time, would they have been better off instead of waiting till later when it gets colder? It's a cold and flu season. You have the COVID virus is still there. Now, the only thing is, is you're not going to have students on campus. So you can make the argument. And I thought maybe if you're the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, you come back at Thanksgiving. You start your season Thanksgiving with no kids on campus. And then... I think you might have a better shot of being clean just playing one another. Yeah, Paul. I wonder what the SEC and Greg Sankey, the commissioner, think about this because he's the kind of guy who, if he wanted to, could push for playoff expansion and others would follow his lead. I think ESPN, Fox, all those places. I wonder if the SEC wants to keep it four so they could dominate the four, where every year they're getting one in, guaranteed, and they're most likely to get two every year. But then they might get three or four in an eight 18 playoff. Right, and they know that. So I wonder if they think, if we get two every year, we look awesome. But if we get four in, I we know. look really awesome. So I, I wonder what the, his thinking is. I would think the more the merrier. If you said we're going to have Alabama, Georgia's not going to be there. Is Texas A&M going to be there? Florida going to be there? If you got... If you got three schools in in a bad year? I, I wonder if the money, because it's always the money, the money is like... A four-team playoff and you're the SEC, if it goes to eight teams, you have to share more. 
You may have to share more cash amongst the pool. And that, that to me, seems like the only rationale for the SEC not wanting an 18 playoff. Because you're right. You're 100% right. But I thought all the schools in the SEC benefit. If Alabama's playing in a championship Everyone game, gets paid. Yes. Uh, Alabama would get like a double share, and everybody gets a share of yeah, that Yeah, so thesis. if I had two other schools that were going to – if I'm Mississippi State, I'm going, yeah, you go get them, guys. I'll wait to uh, you know get my envelope full of cash. Yeah, McLevin. Having this would guarantee Notre Dame or almost guarantee Notre Dame getting in, which would be great for money, right? Everybody. Yeah. Good ratings. Big ratings. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, they might make it anyway. Yes. Or are they going to lose to BC this weekend? Yeah. There any a little panic for Notre Dame fans because that was such a high high that it's like they have North Carolina and BC. It would be for me because no matter what you say after a big win, hey, don't let down. And this is a BC team that went toe-to-toe with Clemson in Clemson earlier in the year. North Carolina feels like they're a quality opponent as well. But, yeah, I'd be nervous. Be nervous. I'd be nervous even if you didn't beat Clemson and you were playing BC. Because there's, there's no home field advantage. And, and you're just seeing that it feels like these games are on a neutral field. All right, we'll come back. Um, you have a situation here going on with the NBA where some names are being floated. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, those names reportedly are out there for the taking. I'm not sure what makes sense. I do know what makes sense in one team's mind. And you always go, well, of course they would make a deal and a bad deal. Have that for you coming up. 17 after the hour. More of your phone calls as well here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Light. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If you're watching on Peacock, we were just re-airing an interview we did with Senator John McCain. The senator was going to be on our show when we were in New York, and uh, he was ill and wasn't able to join us. And uh, we just said, well, if you ever get a chance and you can reschedule, Senator, we'd love to have you. He flew into Hartford, Connecticut, just to drive down to Milford, Connecticut. And he was with one other of his assistants, and then they were driving into New York. But he went out of his way because he said, I, I promised you I'd do it, and I'll do it. And uh, I just enjoyed him. You know, he was a big sports fan. We gave him some gear. We gave him some DP show swag. I got a check back from him because he couldn't take He says, I can't, I can't take it. Anything that's over like uh, $200, you know, I have, to, I have to pay for that. And he sent me a check that I still have. I never cashed it for $200 from his from his personal bank account with him and his wife's names, you know, are on the um, on the check, their home address, the whole thing. And I, I just thought I enjoyed him. It was where you're just sitting around talking to somebody. And what a history. What a legacy. What a life. Um, but uh, yeah, we were just re-airing that I, some basketball news that's come up. And, uh, you know, I wondered about Russell Westbrook, if he would be traded or James Harden would be traded. Like, what's the future of the Rockets here? Chris Paul has been on the market. I felt like Milwaukee, if Milwaukee had Chris Paul, I valued him so much that I thought that they would be the team to beat in the East. They would be playing in the NBA Finals. I thought that he would have made that much of a difference. And uh, now there's talk that maybe the Phoenix Suns are interested in Chris Paul. And he's a, got a big price tag here. He's got a, two more years where he's going to get paid 80-some million dollars. The Phoenix Suns aren't quite there yet. And that's the only problem I have. If Chris Paul was maybe a year or two younger and you picked him up now, then maybe with Booker, Aiton, uh, maybe you're able to do something special there. But the West is crowded. Golden people forget about Golden State. Golden State, I think, will be the team to beat. They got the second pick overall. They've got you know their their core is coming back, and I I don't know why people are sort of sleeping on Golden State right now. And then the other possibility is Russell Westbrook being traded to the Clippers. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook. 
They're going to give up a lot of their bench guys. Depth, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, you, you sort of have to, you got to get those salaries aligned here. But is Russell Westbrook what the Clippers need with Kawhi and Paul George? If, if that's your approach and that's your answer to the Lakers and what they're going to be like, then, you know, I don't know what he does to Kawhi and Paul George. You know, Paul George has already played uh, with Russell Westbrook. You know, they, they know each other. I don't know if Kawhi, is he fine with a, a guy who's a ball hog? I don't know. It just seems like an odd addition there if it were to happen. But that that is being reported there are uh, a couple of outlets who are reporting that. I know ESPN is. Uh, the Ringer is reporting that as well. And then Chris Paul, you know, this Chris Paul feels like he's going to be moved because Oklahoma City is in a rebuild, even though they're a playoff team. Uh, but if you have him on the Suns, it might feel like they're a year early to pick up somebody like that. Yeah, Paul. I got two questions for you, Dan. All right. it, it, would you want Russell Westbrook, who's going to be 32, he still averages 27 points a game, but his three-point shooting is down to 25%, yeah. and he takes a lot of them still. Yeah. Would you want him on your team if you were a contender? Forget about the rest of your team, just him as a player, his game. Well, I have to know what my style is, because if you say Golden State's a contender, I don't want him on Golden State. How about the Clippers, specifically? Yeah. Um, I don't know what their philosophy is. you got a new coach. Ty Lue is in there, and now you're bringing in three personalities. They already had an issue with Kawhi Leonard off the court with some of his teammates. Paul George didn't step up when you wanted to, wanted him to or needed him to, but I... Unless you say, what do we have to lose here? Because after this next season, Kawhi and Paul George can, can walk. They're free agents. Is this enough to keep them there like, I got to build something where they go, we, we see something here. There's a future here. If not, they may go, abandon ship. Like, this didn't work out. But they've already mortgaged their future with all their draft picks. And this is the only way that they can improve their team. Because they're not going to do it through the draft. Free agency, do you want to go to the Clippers right now? Given the way the season ended? Sort of the turmoil, or at least question marks or stories that were going on behind the scenes there? Yeah, Paul. Chris Paul is 35 years old this upcoming season. Yeah, I know. He's going to make $41.5 million. Mm. If you were Chris Paul and his agent, would you work and restructure to play for a contending team and get a ring, which you don't have, or just ride it out, go where you're traded to, maybe a young team that needs some leadership and some growth, or well, and stay with the salary you got? Well, he's not going to give up that salary. He would, wouldn't he have to to go to a contender? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. No, no. He's not he's not going to give anything back. Yeah, McClellan. I don't think you really can with salary cap too. Like they can yeah. you know you have to match the salaries. Yes. I don't yeah. think you're allowed. But yeah. I would take I'd st- I'd take him in the Sixers. I would get rid of if you could take Horford or Harris off. Well, no, no, that doesn't work that way. You got to do something. I mean, they got to take Horford. Yeah, but nobody the Rockets aren't going to give you Russell Westbrook to Horford. Oh, we don't want Russell Westbrook. We'd keep Horford. <laughs> I'm saying we I'd say the Thunder give you got to take Horford. You're going to have to take somebody. Yeah. Well, the Knicks are interested in Chris Paul, and I think Russell Westbrook, of course. This is neither makes sense for the Knicks. Like the Knicks, they they always do this. They always will go. Let's take this guy. 
yeah, he's in his mid-30s, a lot of mileage. on. Let's take him. They need to go, this is who we are, and this is what we want to be, instead of always just being the Knicks. Just start from ground zero here and build it and get maybe some good draft picks. You're not going to get free agents, but if you could build it through the draft and then maybe you get a veteran who wants to be a part of something that's special there. But you don't have anything special right now. But it would be very Knicks-like for them to go, yeah, let's pay Chris Paul $42 million to come in. We have no chance of winning, but people will show up to see Chris Paul, right? No. But if you're winning, like in Milwaukee, then I could see that. And Phoenix would be an interesting destination. I just, I don't think they're ready yet. And I, I'm not going to base this off the small sample size of eight games, you know, that they won in the bubble. They, they, they were fun, but it doesn't feel like that was reality for them. And now you get back to reality and how good, how good a team are you? You got a really good coach. You got a couple of stars, certainly with Devin Booker. Chris Paul, I think, would be more beneficial to Milwaukee than he would be to uh, Phoenix. Some phone calls in here. Uh, Michael in Kentucky. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? Uh, hey, Dan. Um, how you doing? First time caller. Um, hey, uh, back to the the football college uh, football playoffs. Uh, what would it do to the conversation if, uh, again, if you tried something new this year, if you're going to stay with four teams, you say no conference can have more than one representative? Oh, they wouldn't go for that. Uh, the, the power, I mean, the SEC is leading the charge here. SEC runs college football. They're not going to go, hey, we can only have one entry. I, I, I like what you're thinking, but that's not the way it works because I can't penalize the SEC for having two or three great teams. In the, in, you know, two teams in the Final Four, I can't go, well, you can't have two teams playing. I mean, that's not fair to the SEC. Others have to come up to their level. I think we always want to bring the SEC down to everybody else's level, and that's not fair. The SEC plays better football than everybody else in the country. Yeah, Paul. It's still odd, though, from a financial standpoint, because usually the money stirs the drink that you haven't heard even a rumor or a kicking the tires or a backup plan of an 18 playoff. Yeah. Noah in Minnesota. Hey, Noah, what's on your mind today? Morning, DP. Hey, Noah. So, my take on this college football playoff is everybody seems to think they want more by like expanding. Yeah. But my favorite thing about college football is that there's no weeks off. Like, no elite team can ever rest for a week, like the NFL in week 17. And I think if we expand the playoffs, then we're going to start going down that road where we start seeing a lot more of that in college football. Well, I don't like that you're playing 12 or 13 regular season games to begin with. I think there should be a finite amount for every conference. And then if you do an 18 playoff, you know, and you have a bowl game, everybody is going to be guaranteed, let's say, 11, 11 games each year. If you're a quality team, you'll play 11 games because you'll get a bowl game. And then if you're not, and you're one of the elite teams, the final eight, then you might be playing 13 games, maybe 14 at the most. But I think you get, it's dangerous when you're playing the same number of games as the NFL. I don't think that's fair to the, uh, the athletes in college football. I, I just don't. I think that's a whole lot of wear and tear and they haven't even got to the NFL yet. Not even getting paid yet. And I, I don't think that that's fair. Uh, we got a controversy here. McLovin has filed. Okay. Man. 
We had our Masters draft, and um, I thought Bubba Watson was off the board. McLovin asked if Bubba Watson was still there for the taking. I said no. McLovin then took Tiger Woods. Do you want to change your... Yes, Paul. We have a solution, and you as the commander can decide. McLovin would have the option to redo his... Officially, I'm the commissioner. Yes. Commissioner, not commander. Okay. Redo his final pick of the draft, but his only choices are Tiger Woods or Bubba Watson, and he cannot change his mind again as he plans to sometime on Saturday afternoon. Okay, McLovin, because you... We've had issues before. Yeah. We've had controversy before with you. Yeah, yeah. There was... Like there the back end that happened. I don't. There were some shenanigans that went well, on before. Quick question. Okay, who's got a better chance of winning the Masters, Tiger Woods or Bubba Watson? Can you help me with that one right now? Because I, this is some. I just see so much negative stuff on Tiger. But are we sleeping? You're on the it? one that filed a complaint. Okay, if you're filing a complaint, then take Bubba Watson. If not, shut up and take Tiger Woods. Well, I'm tempted to take Bubba Watson just to have my complaint be successful, <laughs> but I'm nervous that I'm going to dump Tiger Woods. He's going to win. Okay. You had, I, I need a golf advice. No, I need no, a, no, no, no. That's not a how it works. in the golf area. No, no. That's not how this works. We're all in it. This is a competition. You can't a- ask another you know, player you're playing against to help read your putt. What, Todd? Like other drafts, there's a clock involved. So we're going to give him 10 seconds, 30 seconds? I'm going to give him 10 seconds starting now. Wow. You know I love lefties. I'm going to go Bubba Watson. Okay. Nobody took Tiger Woods. That's a shame, though. (laughs) Here it comes. And what's funny about it is that the whole reason we did a third round is because Andrew was like, nobody took Tiger Woods. <laughs> and now you, like, you all, you didn't even have him for 40 minutes. Do you if, want to do over your do over? You know what? I'm staying Tiger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did we accomplish just now? Bob is totally winning now. I'm going to go to Vegas for that one. Okay. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. All right. So your complaint was heard. And your do-over was a do-over, and you decided to stay before the do-over. Can I go off the board with Mark Leishman? No, 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 you're done. <laughs> no, no, that's it, you're done. All right. By the way, Mario, you spell Tiger Woods with an S, not Tiger Wood. It's not T-Y-G-E-R either. Like Carrie Wood, right? <laughs> it's not like Tyga, the rapper, <laughs> T-Y-G-A, Tyga. I think that's his name. Uh, Bill Belichick was on WEEI with Glenn Ordway. He makes a weekly pit stop that he uh, it's paid to show up and actually answers some questions. And uh, he was asked about, I think, the greatest moment of his career. And he said it was getting traded from the Jets. One of the not only most defining, but, you know, one of the one of the great moments of my career. And that combined with, uh, you know, Robert giving me the opportunity to come here. I mean, that's, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more. So it's just, that wasn't a good situation for me and I didn't want to be part of it. So I wasn't, but um, the other half of that was Robert giving me the opportunity to come here and trading. I mean, he gave up, you know, quite a bit to to get me to come here. That was a big trade. And so I'm very thankful uh, that it worked out. Very thankful for the opportunity to to come here. and, and And I just wasn't, wasn't going to stay there in that situation. 
The commissioner at the time, Paul Tagliabue, gave the Jets the Patriots' first-round pick in 2000, a fourth- and seventh-round pick in 2001. The Patriots were awarded the Jets' fifth-round pick in 2001, a seventh-round pick after that. I'd say the Patriots won that trade. John Gruden traded from the Raiders to Tampa Bay. Gruden had gone to the playoffs back-to-back seasons with the Raiders, and then... uh, Al Davis didn't want to give John Gruden a big contract, traded him to Tampa Bay for first-round draft pick in 2002 and 2003 and a second-round pick in 2004. The Buccaneers also threw in $8 million in cash. Gruden won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. They're beating his former team, the Raiders. Herm Edwards traded from the Jets to Kansas City. Hmm. I guess uh, he was succeeding the retiring Dick Vermeil. Edwards wanted a contract extension, and uh, Kansas City sent the Jets a fourth-round pick in exchange for Herm Edwards to be released from his contract. Mike Holmgren traded from Green Bay to Seattle. The Packers received the Seahawks' second-round pick in the 1999 draft. He was not only the coach, the executive vice president of football operations, and the general manager... And uh, he went, signed an eight-year contract valued at $4 million a year, total control of the football program at Seattle. And then Bill Parcells traded from the Patriots to the Jets. The commissioner, Paul Tagliabue, worked out a deal. Uh, The Patriots got the Jets third and fourth round picks in 97, a second round pick in 98, first round in 1999. The Jets also donated to... The Patriots' charity of $300,000. Washed Kraft's car for four weeks. Uh, The New York Jets in the 2000 draft, they had four first-round draft picks. That's the most ever all-time. They got Sean Ellis, defensive end, nice career. John Abraham, the defensive end, really good career. Made a a bunch of Pro Bowls. They got Anthony Becht, the tight end, okay career. And they got Chad Pennington, the quarterback, who first seven, eight years was a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he did all right. That's how you have to assess these deals. That's why the Herschel Walker trade that the Cowboys and Jimmy Johnson pulled off. You can make a case that's the greatest deal in NFL history. Because of the players the Cowboys selected with those draft picks from Minnesota for Herschel Walker. Might be the great. Now you can say, all right, the Patriots got Bill Belichick. Yes, whatever you're going to give up, it was worth it to get Belichick. But as far as an actual trade of a player... Has there been a bigger trade than Herschel Walker from the Dallas Cowboys? And those picks, they got Darren Woodson in there. They got Emmett Smith in there. I don't know how many first-round picks or draft picks they had for Herschel Walker, but that was a coup. Uh, All right, we'll come back. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. I did not know this. This is the third time in Ben Roethlisberger's career he's won at least eight straight regular season games in a single season. He's won... uh, 13 straight games. That was as a rookie. Eight straight in 2017. Eight straight this year. He joins Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks in NFL history who have won at least eight games, straight games, in three different decades. Thank you. Thank you. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here Here comes comes that what? what? Stat of the day. Yes, Pauling. Do you want to play the Ben Roethlisberger properly rated, overly rated, underrated game? Sure. Ben Roethlisberger, what do you think the perception is? Is he overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Whatever that means. Underrated. I think I think he'll end his career as underrated. And he had success when he was younger, but you know this could be one of those where. You know, you get a third Super Bowl? That feels like that's a, a total game changer for someone like Ben Roethlisberger. If he can stay healthy. What, you got, you're scrunching up your face, McLovin. What, what's I problem? agree, underrated, but there's some weird reason he doesn't fit normal categories. Like, I, I can't explain why, but Big Ben is like in his own category. Besides, there's so much that comes with him for some reason. But he's not your typical quarterback. In, there's no one like him who who does who's big but just extends plays, doesn't run, and he doesn't necessarily put up huge numbers. He he's had a couple of those aberrations, but you know he 
he doesn't throw 40 touchdowns, and he's not usually throwing for over 4,000 yards, I don't think. Well, he led the league last year out of nowhere yeah. with 52. Also, you know, there's the, the injury stuff and the, the drama. Oh, yeah, off the field. Yeah. No, I mean, just like the fact that he's, oh, he's he says he has injured. two hurt knees right now. Yeah, it's like uh, it's so different, you know. Also, uh, some statistical background on Russell Westbrook in case the Clippers want to pick him up. Uh, Russell Westbrook shot a career-best 47% from the floor last year. He didn't attempt as many three-pointers. He attempted just under four per game. That's the fewest for him in seven years. If he plays with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, he increases his chances for more assists, more triple-doubles, and that's what he wants. And yeah, I think you have to factor in James Harden teams typically don't get many assists. Houston was 29th in assists per game last season, despite ranking second in the league in points per game. I don't know if that matters to Russell Westbrook. It might with the triple doubles. That seems to be his signature. But does he make the Clippers that much better or just different? And who else is going to be on that roster? If you have to give up like four or five guys... To get Russell Westbrook, who are you bringing in? Uh, Philip in Kansas City. Hi, Philip. What's on your mind today? Thank you for taking my my call, Dan. I appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, why you think there's been no interest in the uh, eight games for uh, college football. I think an underlying reason might be the elites uh, don't want to water down recruiting because I think that might potentially happen in the future where – you might be able to go to a BYU. You might be able to go to a, a Cincinnati, and they can have that as, well, there's a potential to win a college uh, a championship here where I could see Alabama's and the Clemson's not wanting that uh, because that's a feather in their cap that they have. I guess you got to factor it in, Philip. I, I mean, I, I don't dismiss it, but, you know, that'd be like saying Duke and North Carolina, Kansas, and some of the other blue bloods in basketball – wouldn't want to expand March Madness to 68 teams because they don't want to give, you know, it used to be 32 teams. And it's about money. It's about making money for your sport, about making money for your university. And this is the best way to make money. And everybody would be sharing in this. I, you know, I, it, the money's not going to be the same where you go, oh, the four are splitting this. Now it's eight and it's the same amount. It's going to be a whole lot more. And it just feels like if, if you're altruistic, and that sounds strange to say with any of these commissioners, that other schools, other conferences, other parts of the country could benefit from something like this. Yeah, McLovin. I'm so all in. Uh, it just really makes sense. So you, but you're sure it's too late. Like, yeah, I, I think so. The only play that they could have had was when the Big, uh, Big Ten and Pac-12 were coming back. And then if the, the commissioners had said, hey, what we're thinking is they're only going to be able to play five or six games, but we still want to have the best teams involved in uh, you know, the chase for the national championship. It, it just felt like it was too much to ask because it's really hard to get them on the same page with just about anything. Yeah, McLeod. What if Ohio State is 4-0 at the end of the season? <laughs> you know, like they can't get to a threshold. I'm going to guess games. Ohio State will play in the final four. Well, I would say maybe that's a reason to expand because the the total number of games isn't getting high. Well, enough. they're still going to get in there. If Ohio State would play five games, it feels like they'd still be in the national championship hunt. Let's go around the room what we learned on the program. 
Todd, I'm going to start with you back left. You believe Sam Snead has the greatest swing of all time, and you got a chance mm-hmm. to see it in person at a driving range in Virginia. I don't know how old he was. Might have been in his 70s. But that swing was liquid. It was it was gorgeous. And he was such, he had so much flexibility. Best swing I ever saw. McLovin? Todd fully committed to the bit, took Ricky Fowler number one overall at our Masters draft. Let's it, go. Foul. Fowler. And, and what was the reason? Because Thanksgiving's a couple of weeks Thanksgiving's away? Thanksgiving's two weeks away, and his name is Ricky Fowler. I had to pick him first. I had to. I like how you had to emphasize it so we Fowler, would understand. Because a turkey is yeah, a foul. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> thank you, Todd. Uh, Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? Yeah, Todd is already in hardcore Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, advance. no. We got two weeks left uh, before we get the Thanksgiving Day names. That would be a Wednesday the 25th, according oh, to my calendar. Oh, you just November. ruined my holiday. Oh, Tim McCarver. <laughs> oh. Jack Ham. Tracy, Tracy McGravy. Okay. I think I had Kevin Greavy Gravy. Joe Turkey Jones. All right, don't use all of them. Save me a few. You got another one there? I think I had like Daryl Cranberry. No, I was going to say Walter <laughs> Cranberry. The truth, Walter okay. Berry. Why not? Okay. Uh, Paulie, what'd you learn today? There's a Mountain Dew cookbook out in Fritzy's in heaven. Fantastic. We are going to cook a meal sometime in the next couple of days from the Mountain Dew cookbook. What we learned brought to you by Master Class, offering over 90 classes, a variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. Get unlimited access to every Master Class, 15% off the first year of an annual men- membership at masterclass.com slash Patrick. Thanks for the phone calls. Celebrate Veterans Day. Talk to you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.